Hi, welcome to James Miller Lifeology, where you learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's get started. Today's episode is brought to you by audible.com. Download any audiobook for free when you try Audible for 30 days. Simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to take advantage of your free audiobook. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to help you maximize your support group. I'll also be interviewing author and career consultant Michael Allen Tate, who reviews his book, The White Shirt, Find Your Peaceful and Life-Giving Career at Any Stage of Life. This book teaches you a whole new way to find your career. For more information about Michael, please visit whiteshirtbook.com. Since audible.com is one of the sponsors of the show, you may visit jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible and download this book for free with a 30-day trial with Audible. Or you may purchase his book on Amazon or in the previous guest sections in both stores at jamesmillerlifeology.com or at lifeology.tv. I have some exciting news. Did you know that I'm on the radio three times a week? You may hear me on the same station on Tuesdays at 1.30 p.m., Fridays at 9.30 a.m., and Saturdays at 12.30 p.m. You may also hear me anytime on iHeartRadio as well as on all the other major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many others. Simply search for the show name, James Miller Lifeology. Are you struggling today to find your purpose? Has mediocrity set in and you can't imagine doing the same thing for the rest of your life? Are your relationships struggling or you aren't sure how to make long lasting changes in your life? Then today, contact me, James Miller. I will help you recognize the areas in your life that are going really well. And then we'll look at the areas in which you are struggling. We will create actionable solutions to help you create long lasting changes in your life. You don't have to do this alone. Go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, work with James. Fill out the form and it will be sent directly to me. Don't let another day go by without finding your way. Your change can start today. Once again, go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, work with James. Fill out that form to get started today. Maximizing your support group. Anytime we want to make a change, sometimes we can become so overwhelmed with making that change that we often feel like we have to do this alone. It's our dream. And so therefore we are the ones who have to execute it. And yes, you are the one who has to do all the hard work, but it's so important to take advantage of your support group. The people who can support you may be different than what you think. When you look at the people who are in your support group, you may be surprised at how they can assist you in the changes you want to make in life. Often we think we have to look at the most successful person we know to be able to have them help us. The reality is when you look at your version of success or you look at attributes that you would like to possess more of or that you would like to work on, that's where you'll be surprised that there are probably more people in your support group than you realize. If you're struggling with patience and you know that's an important attribute to demonstrate as you're working on this new thing you're doing, well, who do you know that has a lot of patience? Go talk to them. Ask them how do they do it? How do they remain so patient all the time? If you know someone who is really smart and frugal with their finances, and that's something you need to work on, then you go talk to them. And of course, if you know somebody who is an expert in the field you're trying to enter, let's say you're an entrepreneur, or you know someone who is successful and you would like to emulate them, of course, that's a no-brainer. You'd go talk to them. But I want us to think outside the box. Usually, we only go to the people in our support group who can offer us emotional support, and that's very important, or financial support, or who are an expert in the career. Makes perfect sense you would do that. But it is important for you to look at the full spectrum of who you want to become. If you would like to start your own business, find out information of what are the attributes that a successful business person should show. 
And when you figure that out, look in your support group. Who are those people who demonstrate those attributes? It doesn't mean they have to demonstrate every single one of them, but pick one or two attributes and go to that person and ask them how they're able to accomplish it. You'll find that when you stop and think about it, the people around you are probably more successful than you realize. And that's a really encouraging feeling because we know we always want to play up to the next level in our friend group or in our career situation. So when you recognize that there are attributes that people demonstrate that you need to work on, well, that's great. You're starting to level up because you're asking them how they were able to do it. Now, conversely, it is important to be mindful of who you ask. Just because someone's in your support group does not mean that they may necessarily be healthy for you. Meaning, if you tell them what you want to do and they listen to it and all of a sudden they say, ah, James, you know, that's not a really good idea. Even though you went to them for a different reason, but if they give you information which discourages you from starting your dream or continuing your dream, unfortunately, their advice was not healthy for you. It's really sad. There are so many dreams and so many goals and aspirations that people have, but unfortunately, they die stillborn before they've even matured because well-meaning people, unfortunately, talk that person out of doing it. So you want to be very careful. Be mindful of the people who are in your support group, but also you don't have to tell them everything that you're going to do. You can specifically focus on certain attributes that they demonstrate and talk to them about it because they are experts in that field. So be very circumspect with that. Be very careful with that. And you'll find that the more you look to your support group to help you, to give you their insight and the success that they've garnered for their life, you'll find that that will rub off on you. I have a fantastic guest today, Michael Allen Tate, who talks about ways in which to use your support group to help you find career fulfillment. It's a really brilliant way in which he shares this. So definitely stay tuned for this interview. I wanted to take just a quick moment to thank you all who continually support and listen to James Miller Lifeology. I have been so blessed and honored by your continual support. I wanted to make sure that you don't miss out on anything exciting that's happening over here. So make sure you sign up for my free newsletter at jamesmillerlifeology.com. Author and career consultant Michael Allen Tate believes that your career purpose is interwoven in you and that there's a better approach to find the career that fits you. Michael has been advising successful executives who want to make a smart career move for over 20 years. He is here today to talk about his best-selling book, The White Shirt. This book is a simple seven-step process to help anyone find a life-giving career today and find it in a life-giving way. Welcome to my show, Michael. Well, thank you, James. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank, I'm honored to be on your program. Oh, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to have you on my show today. When your information was originally sent to me, one of the great things I really liked about the pitch was not only do you help people make their career move, but you also talk about the family, how the family can help support the person making right. these career changes as well. So we're definitely going to delve into that in just a second. But sure. my listeners know that I always like to get the people, uh, my guests' origin story. So how did you become this career executive advisor? Wow. Yeah, that's a long story. <laughs> but uh, to, to sum it up, uh, I was in a, a job that I loved, but it just was not a fit for me. Just the environment was so bad, mm-hmm. at least for me personally. And so I, I, I literally got sick. Oh, I was goodness. in the emergency room with uh, for, with boils and things on my body. It was just the stress was terrible. And uh, so I... Uh, at that time, so I, I left. I quit my job. I just couldn't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. Went to a career advisor, and he t- he did a few tests. I paid him more than way too much money. <laughs> uh, he, he gave me a couple of tests. Said, "Well, you should be in HR." And he sent out 
that's when that was back in the 80s when you send resumes out. Mm-hmm. He sent out like 500 resumes. I got one response. I know. I saw that at the beginning of your book. I was like, are you kidding? And I know that's one of the yeah. talking points yeah. you have later. But that is, I'm sure many people listening to that can relate with that because so many people send out resumes and they don't get that response. Yeah. Out. And when they came back, I went, man, uh, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one person in the whole United States calls me. And so what I realized a few years later was that it wasn't me. It was I just used the very worst way to find a job, mm-hmm. which was using resumes. And at that point, I, I literally said to myself, I'm going to fix this. That was it. Oh. And I went and spent time with Richard Bowles, who wrote What Colors Your Parachutes. You know, mm-hmm. he died a few weeks ago. And I uh, studied with him and he helped me get started. I did some out. I had an outplacement company where I did outplacement work for years uh, with uh, clients. And then now recently, then I went to work with a strategy company and now I'm an executive coach uh, doing this. But, you know, my business itself came from a, a, the original story for the business concept was I was doing a, I used to do uh, sales seminars for chambers of commerce. That's what I did when I first uh, kind of got out of my work, mm-hmm. and um, I was introduced as a professional seminar giver. That's kind of oh. was my deal. <laughs> it's quite a title. <laughs> yeah, 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 chambers have a way of just putting things through perspective. So, <laughs> and what happened though? I did a little seminar, and a lady came up to me. An older lady said, "Can she asked me this question? Can you help our son decide what he wants to do?" Mm. And I went. Watch. She said, well, we're older. We're going to retire. We want our son to take over our little furniture business in Shelbyville, Kentucky. And uh, we don't think he wants to do it. So I worked with him basically and helped him understand how he made his decision about his career. We had him do one of the exercises I have in a book, which is write down what your drains your energy and gives you energy for a week and kind of put all that together and helped him put together a plan. And he decided he did want to work with the family just in a different way. Oh. And from that is, that's basically my model for my business now, work with businesses and help people kind of find their place. And uh, so that's kind of my current business model came from that little store in Shelbyville, Kentucky. Isn't it neat how... I say random, but there's, I believe in, in serendipity or providential situations, you know, divine, divine connections or whatever. Um, but it's so neat that this woman came up to you randomly, if you will. Yeah. And all of a sudden that was a, was a springboard for you to be the successful person you are today. It was. That's wonderful. It was it. So let's jump into the book itself. So one of the things I recognize in your book is your approach is a little bit different. It's not through resume and job applications, but you have people step back and identify the languages that they crave to be around and the things they love to tinker with. Is that about right? About right. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Well, tell us more about that. Okay. Yeah. uh, You know, most people start their job search or even inside a company, inside or out, it doesn't matter. Job Mm -hmm. search is job search. They usually start with how do I find it? They just put together the resume and take off. Mm -hmm. There's three steps. The first, the three questions that drive this whole book. The first one is, who am I? Mm -hmm. You know, what is my background? What skill, what skills and, uh, talents do I have? What do my parents do? What are my invisible skills? That's who am I? The second question is, where's my place in the world? And the third question is, how do I find it? So we starting with the first question, first looking inside before we look outside is mm-hmm. the part that most people skip. And a big piece of that is parents. Uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, there's been a lot of studies uh, that have 
have happened, well, there have been a lot of studies that happened where we realize that parents are our number one influence in our career mm-hmm. decisions. Mm-hmm. The second is peers. The other is uh, profit and then, and then passion at the end are the kind of things I look for. But parents have a great degree of influence in our careers. I think people don't realize that. And you're probably thinking, well, that's good, Mike, if you're a, you know, a college student or a, or a teenager. But I worked with a guy a couple months ago, 65, 64, retired from his career where he was in a, a nonprofit, and he didn't know what to do. We did a family career tree, which I have people do in the book. Oh, and he realized, he, he realized that he had five or six people in his family or related to his family that were in banking. Oh. And so he went visited them and shared his ideas of what he had done, with a plan, not a resume. Mm-hmm. He didn't do a resume. And, he, uh, and now he's a community he represents nonprofits for banks, for a bank in his community. Oh, so it is kind of all that. Yeah, you have a, you have, I call it a career legacy kind of written in you that you need to acknowledge or at least know it's there and make the choice whether to go that way or not. So. Well, I, that's, that's, that's very fascinating to me. I've actually never heard that before. So this is, yeah. thank you for teaching me that. And I know that's definitely going to be a really good takeaway for my listeners as well. But, yeah. you know, from psychology, we look at that also any type of family legacy that you have, and that can, but that's usually passed down on uh, physical traits or yeah. emotional traits or characteristic traits rather. Uh, but I've never really thought of it that way, but that's brilliant to be able to have that because if that is that what's been modeled to someone for so long, they have a lot more experience with that as an adjunct. In other words, maybe around in their family member, if they've seen their parent do something, they've heard their parent talk about it. So they have right. that, that secondary experience in that. And that would be, would make sense to me that they would potentially want to be connected in some way with that. That's brilliant. Yeah. And to kind of bounce on that is the second question, where's my place in the world? Uh, I I believe career, I spell career in my next book, C-A-R-E-A-R, because it is about your ears, mm. that the languages we love to be around are what draw us into the work we do. And so <clears throat> I have a, have a lot of exercises around that. You know, what what would you do if you could choose a table to sit with, and there's all these tables to sit around. But doing the, because your interest leads you to an industry. Mm-hmm. Now, your first part, who am I, and your skills, that kind of leads you to the job hat you might wear. But uh, but then the your interest leads you to industries that you would enjoy working in. <clears throat> and if you saw in the book, you know, I have a lot of draw, hand drawings I in there. That, yes. Yeah. And so I see a career is like wearing a hat a big hat and standing in a field. So your hat is your job and the field you stand in is the industry you're in. So you can, I tell people either change hats or fields, but don't change them both at the same time mm-hmm. if you're going to change. So, but that kind of picture about interest and in your values, which uh, is what tells you what type of organization you'd like to be a part of. So that's kind of the first two steps in the process. I really like how you, First of all, I love the analogy, but I really like how you look at the first part of what is it, what would be the job title, but then that title can be presented in any different industry. You just have to figure right. out how those two things connect. And I think that is one of the difficulties where people usually look at the industry before they look at what job they would actually like to have. Right. And one thing, uh, uh, even though I said job title, I believe job titles don't mean much anymore. And so I encourage people when they put together a one page career plan, which is what the book's about, rather that you share and ask advice around, don't ever use a job title. Write down skills, Mm -hmm. talents, those kind of things. 
and knowledges that you have, but don't put, because once you put a job like a count on or radio sure. announcer, yeah, whatever it pigeonholes you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. well, let's talk about the one page. So, I know like in media, we have like a one sheet, which is almost yeah. like, it's like a form of a resume, or then you have a media kit, which is like a CV. What, what is your version of this one page that we're talking about? It's a horizontal sheet of paper. If you go on the website, whiteshirtbook.com, you can see samples of these from people who have done them for years with me. So uh, on the left-hand side column of the page, it says background, and you have a few lines about your what you've done in your past, you know, kind of a little bit of experience and maybe a hobby or two. The next one says targets. Geographically, where do you want to work is the first question. The second one is uh, <clears throat> what does the environment, what kind of company, what would the culture be like, be fast-paced or slow-paced, or uh, and then would it be what size of organization, and then what industries might be of interest to you, and then the, right below that is a list of your talents and your abilities or things you've made you successful over the past years, just a few bullet points. And then the right-hand side of the page is actually a list of target organizations that you believe you might like to work at. Hmm. So you take this, uh, and you've done, had to do some research, you know, around those industries. And, and so you share, and then you go uh, and share those with people. And we have one rule. That is, ask for a job and you'll get advice. Ask for a advice, you'll probably get a job. I like that. So, yeah. So we don't. Uh, so you take it and just ask, you tell people. You call. I help people script through this. They call. And say, I'm looking at making a change. Could I come and talk with you? And, and what do the people say? Send me a resume. Mm-hmm. And you say, I don't. You know, I'm still working on that. But I have a plan. I'd like to get your advice on. Could we meet for about 20 minutes about that? And I've had people almost drop the phone like, what's a plan? (laughs) You know, it's like, it's so funny because people, I'd say, if you were going to start a business, would you do a brochure first or a business plan? So, right. (laughs) And uh, so, and so you take that one page plan and you just act, you share it with people. And, you know, my, in my book, my other drawing in there is a picture of a, a table. Most people assume there's a job hunting system that goes through HR and recruiters and personnel. That's a mirage. Mm-hmm. Indeed, you don't put your resume in Indeed and wake up in the morning and have six jobs in your inbox. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there's a group of guys and women sitting around a group, a table, and every week they say, there's a problem that we have, there's an opportunity we have, and they turn to each other and say, do you know anybody that can help us? Yes. And if you going through HR and resumes and, you know, they're just uh, trying to find you. And so, but if you have a plan and you've shared it with a few friends and they're advising, they're saying, well, boy, this was pretty impressive. This guy came to me and asked for my advice. He didn't put me on the spot. He didn't ask me. And, um, uh, and so that drops into the table, these tables that are around the, uh, the, all around the country in these organizations that you're, because you're going to say, I'm interested in this particular company, and people are going to advise you of how to get in touch with them. So it's that informal approach to job search, which cuts your job search time in half at least, or it's crazy. Wow. My son uh, was uh, in manufacturing, and he didn't like the work he'd done. He didn't like the manufacturing environment. And so I walked him through this about five years ago. And he put together a plan, and he and he shared it with one person. And he had a, he had one play. He wanted to go into healthcare with this manufacturing processing ideas. Shared it with one person, who shared it with another person. Two weeks later, he was in an interview, and now he's he's in charge of 
training for the whole health system. Oh, my gosh. Wow. It It all came from never just sharing, here's what I want. You know, it's people get. I hear people say, I hate my cubicle. It's not the cubicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's what it's it represents. Of, <laughs> it's, it's lack of clarity. Sure. Once you get clear, and even if you're not clear, if you just put something down, people will will guide you. Because if you go to someone with a resume and you say, I'm kind of trying to figure this out, you know, they're going to say to themselves, I'm not a career counselor. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Give me some help here. So, yeah. I really like... I like this methodology. It's it's very different. I know many people, like you said, um, Indeed is a wonderful um, oh, yeah. job uh, job search engine. But I agree with you; it doesn't work like that. Most hiring situations are internal, or it's you know they have to by law have to post it online. But there's always usually an internal candidate. But I do like how this does remove this because I know that and you have a stat that says. Um, the, I guess submitting resumes, there's like a 75% failure rate. And that's really discouraging. Yeah. I have many patients in the past who I've worked with who mm. have put so many resumes out and they, they all of a sudden think, well, there's something wrong with me. I'm not good enough. You right. know, it's, and it turns into this self-defeating process. And so then after yeah. a while, why do I want to fill out more resumes or to submit more resumes rather? Uh, because now I just, nobody's going to call me. And it sounds yeah. like you're the failure, uh, the 75% failure rate sounds pretty accurate. So I like this new approach and this, well, new for me rather, in the sense of going to people, as many people as possible. That could even, I'm assuming, be at networking events or career mm-hmm. fairs. So it doesn't necessarily have to just be your friends per se, but you can use this model in multiple different venues. Right. And uh, yeah, <clears throat> the career fairs and places would be probably a, not just a fruitful place to do mm-hmm. this because you know what i i believe is everybody has this place they're supposed to be and your friends and the people that share your values are the most likely ones to lead you there and so uh okay, but then i then i say that and i worked with a guy who was in a, a materials manager in a, another manufacturing plant years ago and he was uh he had his list of companies on he just carried a uh he carried a index card and just had them listed on it. Oh. And he lost his job and he was sitting having tire, uh, his tires done at a tire place. And the lady was there and they got to talking and she said, what do you do? And he said, well, I'm kind of in between. I used to do this. And she said, well, what are you looking for? And he pulled that index card. With, he said, I'm looking at maybe working at this. The, he, and he had a Brookwood Hospital, which is in Birmingham. And she turned to him and said, uh, you know, my husband's the CEO there. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I'm it's, not you kidding. Know, that is amazing. And so within, you know, within a month, he, he, he was working there helping wow. pharmacy do logistics. And so, uh, you know, it's but just having that kind of clarity just helps people advise you. Mm-hmm. If people want to help, they just don't know how. Sure. That's yeah, great. I but, really like that. Not only that, but that benevolent aspect of the altruistic aspect, rather, yeah. that people want to help. And it kind of reminds me of your situation when that lady randomly came up to you. And this it was your version of kind of saying a little bit. And then she's saying, can you help my son? And so it's kind of that same concept. But and that sound, it makes sense to me that that would be how your vision started at that from years yep. ago. <laughs> and, uh, and I don't know if you noticed on the book, but this is the only career book ever des- literally designed to be done with a friend. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. It's, it's designed uh, and it'll talk about having your dialogue partner. You know, it's all from Ecclesiastes two are better than one because mm-hmm. if one fall down to be another, pick them up. And, and, and it's the loneliest thing to do. Uh, you know, to try to do this by yourself because you hit these roadblocks. So the books actually has after you read through the, the little story in the book at the back, 
Uh, it te- takes you through how to, you know, find a friend, have them, let them work on this with you together, and you'll. It's just uh, I, that is one of the key secrets to the book is uh, to do it with a friend or a mentor. Mm-hmm. My picture when I wrote the book was a grandfather sitting down who was retiring with a grandson sitting there fixing to go in college. Oh, I like it. And that is my. I really that's who I wrote the book for. Ah, that's pretty. Nice. Uh, that's how you know you you know how you write. So yes. anyway, so that's what I look because I just know. Uh, and they can help each other. And I've had actually organizations use this inside their companies uh, with helping people. And because I was in a big company years ago in a big consulting firm, and I got burned out. And, and so I, I wrote a plan for myself, and I didn't share it with anybody inside the company. I just shared it with a friend of mine. And literally, James, within three months, they created the position I wrote out on that piece of paper. <laughs> and I stayed I stayed there. Wow. So, Leaving is not always the answer. Yes, you know, it's, yes. Clarity is the answer. First off, thank you so much for this information. I find this very encouraging, and I'm sure my listeners do as well, because there's a different model. And to me, I find this very proactive. I find this um, encouraging, and I'm confident that many people will also find their own confidence as they start to map this out as well. Right. So, Michael Allen Tate, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on my show today. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom okay. and talking about your amazing book, The White Shirt. Find your peaceful and life-giving career at any stage of life. If my listeners would like to find out more information about you and to purchase this book, where would they find this information online? Uh, you can find my book at whiteshirtbook.com. That's whiteshirtbook.com. And what I have there, I have a free gift uh, for uh, uh, listeners to look at. And I, if you just go to the website on whiteshirtbook.com, you'll see a, a quiz. It says your career color button quiz. Take that quiz and it'll lead you to uh, a gift for each of the listeners. Excellent. Well, my listeners also know that if they're not able to find your book at any other place, just simply go to the both stores in the previous guest sections at jamesmillerlifeology.com or at lifeology.tv, and they can be linked directly with Amazon. It's also great because your book can also be found on audible.com. And the wonderful thing is audible.com sponsors James Miller Lifeology. So if my listeners would like to get your book for free, Simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible and sign up for a free 30-day trial of audible.com and you get this book as a gift. Michael Allen Tate, thank you once again for being a fantastic guest on my show today. Thanks, James. I also want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you joined with us today, or please go to my website where you may sign up for my free newsletter, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, or you may enroll in the Lifeology Academy where you can take self-directed courses which will help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. If you'd like to personally work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, simply visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support and I'll talk to you soon.